It's all supposed to be perfect, a lovely year-end time with family and friends. So why does it so frequently all go wrong? Kia ora koutou, I'm Philip Atoli and welcome to Stuff Explained. After all the isolation of COVID, this festive season will be the first time many have been able to gather everyone together for a special catch-up. But how to keep the happy time everyone is aiming for without a bust-up, with the overcritical aunt or one of the kids having a meltdown? With advice to help us navigate our way through the twists and turns of the festive season, we're joined by clinical psychologist Jackie Maguire. Kia ora, Jackie. Kia ora, Philippa. Nice to be here. So what is the problem with this time of year? Is everybody just trying to be too perfect? Well, I think you've got fatigued bodies at an end of not only is a busy year, but a very unusual two and a half years. And then you add expectation, pressure, movement all at once. And I think for so many people, it's just stress levels rise to a level where we find it difficult to manage. It generally is an overwhelming time of year, isn't it? I know my mother was British and she used to say, we used to just have Christmas in New Zealand. It's school exams. It's people finishing the year and getting ready for the next one. It's it's the Christmas time. It's New Year and it's also summer holidays. It's just too much. Is it overwhelming? Yeah, well, it's tiring, isn't it? You know, there's there's lots of good aspects to it and, and connection and sun and, and the lovely aspects to it. But just the sheer volume of events, as you say, is tiring. And so we know to prevent burnout, to keep our energy levels high, you've got to have recovery built in, in between events, in between when you need to be on, both kind of physically but also emotionally. And so, you know, I think part of that is people looking very proactively at their diaries, at their calendars, in saying, are we making proactive decisions about where we spend our time, who we socialise with, how we want our summer to be, or do we fall in the trap of just feeling like we have to say yes to everything and feeling obliged, obligated to, you know, to jam-pack it, you know, so much stuff in? It's so difficult to say no, isn't it? People come at you, they want to include you, it seems so happy and joyous. To say no is is a really difficult thing. Yes and no. I think it's what lens you look through. And so, you know, my advice is probably for people to sit down with their significant other or their family or all by themselves if they're on their own and to say, when you come to the start of February 2023, how do you want to feel? And if you can label that, I want to feel refreshed, I want to feel connected, I want to feel like I've had a sense of adventure over summer, whatever it is for you, if you can sit and label those things, then when an invitation is thrown your way, you know, ask yourself, will this help me achieve my outcome, rest, rejuvenation, adventure, connection, whatever, or not? If the answer is yes, go for it. If the answer is no, say no. So obviously that tiredness and just overwhelmed with activities is one of the things that sets people off over this end of year time. What are the other triggers that you find? Financial strain. And again, I think partly that's because people are traveling or moving to family. But also I think it's the pressure that many of us put on ourselves in terms of, for example, the level of gifts that we buy for people. You know, I said to my husband this year, our children are getting one gift each. That's it. You know, they're young, they're little. Let's not get sucked into this having to absolutely overwhelm them with presents. They don't need it. We don't need the financial strain. So I think partly that's it. I think as per your introduction, sometimes you're with people that maybe you don't have the easiest of relationships with or there's dynamics. You know, if you've gone to stay with in-laws or you've got multiple, you know, nuclear families joining together, you're out of your routine. You've probably lost a sense of your control that you have in 
normal life. So you're trying to, you know, navigate, you know, multiple people with different viewpoints and agendas all in the same space. Uh, I think I think that can be tricky too. We've all been there where we've got another member who comes into the kitchen and tells us how to cook or starts talking to one of the children about what they're wearing or their relationships or job prospects, something you can see it's a trouble brewing in the corner. You're all together for New Year or Christmas or sometime over summer. How do you navigate that? Do you just ignore them? Is that okay? I think you have to go in psychologically prepared, which is have some thinking time around what's likely to pop up. Recognise that you can't control anybody else. The only person you can control in that situation is yourself. Likelihood is, if those dynamics have been around for yonder years, they're probably not going to be any different this year. You then have a decision about whether you want to buy into that dynamic, whether you want to, you know, do you want to be hurt, upset, frustrated, or are you going to make a decision that you're going to see that stuff going on but not get hooked into it? It's a very powerful position to be in, which is, you know, I'm going to see the dynamics in play, but I'm a psychotherapist would say, take a balcony view, stand on the balcony, look down, have some distance for yourself. Uh, my mother, who's a psychologist, would say, put your shit shield on, put your shit shield on and look, watch people's shit hit it and slide off in terms of emotionally, can you protect yourself from it? And I think you've got to look at the larger picture. You know, are those people important and special to you? Uh, or if it's a particular person at Christmas dinner, is their partner special to you? Or, you know, do you want the occasion to actually be as enjoyable as possible? And if you've decided those relationships, you know, are worthy of preserving, or you are just wanting to have a good time, I think you make an active decision to let it go and not get hooked into it. You know, there are a number of people that can say things that wind us up, that are against our values. You know, you'll have... Families are the best triggerers, yeah. aren't they? They know all the buttons. Political, religious, socioeconomic, whatever. Like, throw those opinions in at the table. And I think you just have to take a very mindful view of how much do I buy into that or how much do I just let it slide off. Is there a way, if you are going to decide this is not a good environment for you or the rest of your family or for friends together that you can say no without causing some sort of irrevocable split? Because yeah. I think that's what people are scared of, aren't they? Oh my gosh, they're never going to talk to me again. Everybody's going to blame me for ruining the end of the year. How do you navigate that one? Well, I think I'm always from the viewpoint that we don't want to go out and hurt people unnecessarily. I think when it comes to other people's behaviour, you have to go, if I give them feedback, are they likely to take it on board and change? And if if somebody is open and can take critique or can have really good, meaningful discussions, then maybe you find an appropriate time to have a conversation about why you find those gatherings difficult. If you've got members of the family that are unlikely to take that on board, they are stuck in their ways, it's only going to lead to hurt, then my advice is probably, you know, why cause more harm or more hurt? What's that going to achieve? And so if it's the latter, then I think I'd be I'd be coming from a viewpoint of why you've made a decision for your family. We've decided it's been a really busy year. We haven't spent much time together. You know, we're deciding that for this year, we actually just want to be quiet together. You know, we love you lots. We're really going to miss you. But this is what we're going to do this year. You know, I think I'd be coming from that viewpoint. 
So there's quite a lot of planning needed for this time of year, not the stuff we normally think about, which is the diary and the buying presents and the getting food ready, but you actually need to plan your sort of relationship strategy over this time. You need to actually set aside time to think about how you're going to deal with those areas that you might expect are going to be problematic or stressful or difficult. Absolutely, and I think for every family, well, I'll share what my husband and I do, which I've learned from my parents, which is if you're away on holiday with other people, be it your in-laws, be it friends, that you need to have a time during the day, every day, that you have 10 minutes to stop and communicate with each other. How are you going? What do you want to do today? Uh, And we also do one thing as a family on our own. So it's like that's our pre-prepared recipe for success is Once a day, we're our nuclear family and we check in with each other every day. You mentioned it earlier, the COVID times that we've lived in. It's been very difficult for some people. People have been away for a long time. Is it more difficult to get back together again when you haven't seen people for a long time? Depends. I think for some people, the expectations will be so high, maybe they feel feel like they're being let down uh, because they've been so looking forward to being together. For other people, we actually know that some people have lost a bit of social skills after being isolated and at home and not around people. It's almost like a skill you have to practice to be good at. So some people might be rusty. Um, And for others, I imagine it's going to be a great time of joy and celebration. You know, we've been waiting for freedom to be with people for so long. And so, you know, I imagine for others, this is going to be a wonderful celebration get together. And of course, the other side to this end of year is that for some people, their relationships might have broken down over this time. Families might have separated. It can also be really, really lonely, can't it? Mm. It can. And I think... uh, For those of us that perhaps have uh, members of our family that are on their own, I'd say be really aware of that. Um, But you also don't want to be patronising and smothering, right? So, you know, my viewpoint is always that you try and allow people to hold their autonomy and respect. So I'd be coming from a curious mindset around, what have you got planned this Christmas? How are you feeling about that? You know, and if they don't have anything on or they're not sure, then you can go into the, you know, How would you like to spend that? Is there any way we can help make that better for you? Um, But not assuming, I think, that people necessarily want to be with you or want to have a jam-packed schedule. Um, I also think if you are the person that's feeling lonely, unsure, anxious uh, about the upcoming season and how you're going to navigate that, you know, spend some time thinking about how you can make this the best for you. And part of that might be reaching out. You know, you actually might have to be courageous and brave if you've identified your needs to try and go and get them. Uh, Because people are busy. And even though um, perhaps someone hasn't reached out, doesn't mean they wouldn't. Perhaps they've just got a busy life going on. That's it for this episode of Stuff Explained. I'm Philippa Tolley. And on behalf of producer Jono Williams, thanks for listening. You can find more Stuff Explained online at stuff.co.nz and make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, 
Subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.